Hey there, elevator. Unless you've been living under a rock for some time, I think you know I'm kind of into this productivity thing. That's why I'm super excited to announce that my most popular downloaded freebie, 22 Ways to Be More Productive and Create Time Freedom, has been completely updated and reissued for you amazing Elevate Your 8 listeners. The guide features, well, 22 tips to create time freedom and make your day feel more productive, along with some exercises to help you put your new knowledge to use and go out into the world and kick some major ass. So go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash 22 ways, pick up the new improved time freedom download today. Now it's time for this week's amazing new episode. You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast, the easily digestible lifestyle show that empowers you to live your happiest, most productive life so you can achieve time freedom. Productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Honor your work-life balance by working only eight hours a day. Honor your health and wellness by sleeping eight hours every night. Once you figure that out, the rest is gravy, or Jolly Ranchers if ever you prefer. If you're ready for a healthy helping of life-changing wisdom with a side of quirkiness, you're in the right place. Here's your host, dairy-free, karaoke-crazy, future 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to another thrilling and exciting and um, educational episode of Elevate Your 8. I'm Chris McPeak, your host, and today I'm super excited to chat again with my new buddy, Connie Whitman, from the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Leader Podcast. Dang it, why can't I get that right? (laughs) Connie Whitman from the Heart-Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Connie and I met through, once again, another pod pal connection. Thank you, Adam Shibley. And uh, she has heart and guts and soul and she's super direct and she's funny and fun to talk to. So I'm so glad that I get to talk to her again. I might've done this on purpose just so I could talk to you again. (laughs) Welcome back, Connie. It's good to see you. Chris, it's always good to see you. And yes, we had so much fun last time. So all we have to do is duplicate that uh, magic. All we have to do is do that. Absolutely. Okay. So you're, you're a pretty impressive lady because you've done this entrepreneur thing for a while now. So tell the peeps out there and elevate your eight land, what you do and how you came to do it. Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, we always want to hear the entrepreneur's journey so that we see, Hey, does that resonate with me? Can I do this? Right. So 20 years ago, um, I worked in, I I have all my licenses. I've been in the financial service industry, selling financial products, mutual funds, annuities, stocks, bonds, all that kind of stuff for 38 years. 20 years ago, I was working for a company. And in the 90s, I'm dating myself, Chris, uh, it was merger mania in that industry. So I remember the company that bought us out, I did not want to work with them, work for them, because they were anti customer service. I'm all customer service. I remember coming home, we had two babies at home, mortgage needed my income. And I said to my husband, yeah, I don't want to work for that company. And he goes, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to get fired. (laughs) 
And then what do you want to do? I'm like, yeah, I think I want to open my own business. So, and, and we've been married January, be 29 years, uh, January, 2021. So oh, beautiful. That, he gets me, right? Totally gets me. But that was, it was an interesting transition. And this is the reason why I did it for anybody listening. And you're kind of on the fence, right? Maybe you have a side hustle and should I make it my full-time gig? I wanted more control of my time and I have little ones at home. So I wanted more control yeah. of my time because I'm a mom first right mm -hmm. now. My kids are big chooches. They're, you know, graduating college. Right. And I wanted more time and I wanted more control of my finances and my own economic well-being. And I had all of this knowledge and I had a huge network. That's another big piece of the puzzle guys, right? That huge network. And I thought, I know I can do this. And that was 20 years ago. And my specialty now is I teach and educate corporations, small business owners, sales teams, how to sell more effectively so that really, really, we stop getting the no's, we get a whole bunch of S's. And at the end of the day, it's all about making more money while serving our client. So for me, that's the big piece, right? I left that company because they were anti-service. We have to be in service of, of our clients. Yeah. I truly believe that from the, that's why I'm the heart centered sales leader. Cause I always lead with my heart. That's, that's a truth. So what is, what does the concept of service mean to you? Like when you're providing excellent customer service, what specific things are you doing? So it, the best way I can share this is I remember my first sales call with a client after the sales manager didn't have to come with me anymore. I was probably 23 at the time. Wow. And I sat with selling insurance and I sat with this, this couple, a young couple, and they had two little girls and I love kids. I didn't have kids at the time. So the kids are climbing on me, you know, cause I'm real. I keep it real. And they needed life insurance. He was the sole breadwinner and God forbid something happened. She would have lost the house. There was no money in the bank, blah, blah, blah. But when I looked at their, their finances, their financial situation, Chris, it was, they, they couldn't afford the insurance. So wow. they would have kept it for three months. And then, you know, they wanted to put food on the go. table and right. right. They let it go. So instead I said, okay, can we take a step back? Now I'm very fortunate. I had this education. I had this licensing, licensing, you know, all these licenses in the New Jersey, in New Jersey. And then I was going at night for my MBA in finance. So I had all of this financial knowledge yeah. and I sat with this young couple and I said, let's take a step back. Let me help you get on a real budget. Let's get money in the bank. Then we'll put you on a budget so you can afford the insurance. And then God forbid something happens, you, you are able to take care of yeah. your family. So we did that. So here's, this is my, why I'm answering this this way with right. the story. It's all about service. So for those nine, 10 months that I worked with them, I made $0. Mm -hmm. It would have been unconscionable for me to make the commission six months later, he wouldn't have had the insurance and I didn't really serve them in, in using my genius. Yeah. So for me, I, I sat there, I helped them nine months later, they got the insurance, they kept the insurance and I built this wonderful relationship. They became one of my best referrers very early on oh, in my career. That's so amazing. Yeah. So, so that service, it's not a about making the money now. It's about how can I really help this customer? And the funny thing is, even if they weren't able to ever buy the insurance for me, for whatever reason, I still would have helped them come up with a really good budget, sound budget, so that he could have put money away for the kid's education or whatever other things that that family wanted to do. So yeah. that was of service. It works in your favor because not only did I make the sale, I made multitudes of sales from that one honest in, you know, interaction where I educated them. So for me, sales is educating. Yeah. I love that. Right? I love looking yeah. at it that way. And I think, um, I, Michael Neely was just on Adam's show and he was talking about the difference between chasing, 
chasing a paycheck and doing something that has meaning and is meaningful for you. Yes. And I know like you hear people say all the time, like, well, I can't do sales. I don't want to do sales or people that do sales are sleazy. But, but when you put it in those terms that the important thing is about education, it makes it so easy. Like, well, yeah, I can sell, I can sell my pants off exactly. because I know, I know about the things that I would want to sell to other people and having that passion and that energy come behind it. I think it makes it sound so much more fun, fun. Um, and, and easy to do, not so hard to do anymore. Yeah. Think you're talking to a family member. How would you want somebody to treat your mom or your grandma or your, your kids or right. Or somebody, your siblings, you would want them yeah. to, to approach them with love and care and education so that we could all make that better decision. And the funny thing is when you present it that way, the customer at the end goes, I, I like, yeah, how fast right. can we do this? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's so, some of it's that self-talk thing too. Cause I think like when you said like, how would you talk to a a friend or a family member that you really care about. And even some of that stuff where, um, my health coach has said, you know, I beat myself up because I ate too many cookies or I ate a whole pint of ice cream and I, Oh, I'm worthless. And I'm no good at this. And I may as well just give up right now. And she's like, would you talk to your child that way? Well, no. Okay. You have no business talking to yourself that way. That's crazy. And I think it would have to be the same thing. If you're trying to make a connection with somebody that is going to buy something that you believe in, um, knowing that that's where that connection starts. Got to be real. It's got to be real. It's got to be about the, that's how we're in service. It's about the other person. It's never about us. I love that. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Okay. You. So you went out on your own, you started your own business and now the kids are still younger, right? And yeah, they're babies, one and four. One and four. So how did you schedule your entrepreneur day? Like, did you still go to work quote end quote? from, you know, nine to five, or did you work some other things out? Like, how did you come up with Connie Whitman's day to be a, uh, you know, a good wife, a good mom, all of the things? It's such a great question too, because what do we struggle with Chris time? time. <laughs> no one is good at time management, right? So what <laughs> it, it's true. I mean, it's such a skill that we have to learn. And yeah. I don't know so much that it's time management. I think it's controlling your time instead of letting time control, control you. you. It's just, yep. yeah, flip. Right. So for me, uh, you know, as a young mom, I wanted to be present with my kids. So I did hire um, babysitters so that they were, I worked from my home, right? I had a home office and my kids knew you don't come in and bother me. I'm working. Okay. Right. And they knew if they needed something, the babysitter was there. God forbid of an emergency, of course, you know, interrupt right. me. So I scheduled my day. Now, as the children got older and they were in school, I was very active in the school because I wanted my kids to know education, really, really an important yeah. component of us as individuals. So I was very active. Mother helped was always the class mom. I ran the school store, all of those things. So what I would do though, is if you're giving up two hours during the day on a Monday, where are you going to make up those two hours to work? Right. So after the kids would go to bed, I would write, I would create, I would develop content, whatever it would be. Um, I would make sure I would get that done nights and weekends. So when my husband was around, he could manage the kids and right. I was able to put those few hours extra into the work. So it's really just balancing that work life um, kind of your commitments, right? Yeah. Other thing I found is I am really good at scheduling. You know, you schedule a doctor's appointment. Don't uh -huh. you go to the doctor's appointment? Right. So that's how I live my life for my mammogram or my OBGYN or my physical. I would schedule it. I'd finish with the doctor. I'd go to the scheduler a year later. I schedule it. And then you, you, you manage your, your time around that because yeah. these are important things. 
Well, it's the same thing. If I have client meetings, aren't the clients important and deserve my undivided attention? So I am big on scheduling, big on scheduling. Everything you put in your schedule, you will end up doing. Right. Yeah. And that's, I love that you mentioned that because that's why I make appointments with myself. If there's project work that I need to take care of. And I just refer to it as work time. That's what some calendar is work time. And then the, under the location in, in Microsoft, um, in Outlook, I'll put like, these are the things that I want to do. So it's work time is the name of the, of the quote meeting. And then it's, you know, process scholarship applications or, um, work on the quarterly newsletter, whatever that is. So I'm holding that time by making that appointment with myself to do those specific projects. And, and I like that. I like feeling that control over my, my calendar. I'm one of those people. I mean, I'm a director. I could put my calendar in the hands of an administrative assistant, but I don't, I choose not to do that because I, I want to control when I'm having my own meetings. And I love what you just said, Chris, see, and I do the same thing. So when I, like I have to write copy or I'm developing a program, so I schedule that out and I put specifically what I'm working on and more specifically, what is the objective for that day? So if I'm starting, I'm going to do my outline on that Monday for those three hours, I'm going to really flesh out my outline, move it around, organize it. Then the next Monday, again, is my copy time, my, my writing time. The next Monday I would schedule, I'm going to create that first module only, the script for it or the workbook or whatever it is. Yeah. So you, you schedule it rather than a to-do list. I put my to-do list, I guess, in essence, right into my calendar. So, and, and here's the other thing that I, I love and why it works. Um, my kids sometimes and, and my clients, they go, how do you fit everything in? Like yeah. you're all over the place. And I, I always stop and think about that. I'm like, I don't know. How do I fit everything in? Right. Because you just do it. And here's the answer. I schedule my time. So I know if I'm working on my program next Monday, yeah, I don't think about it again. It's scheduled. It's allotted. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to stress over it. When the time slot comes, that's what I'm working on. So you can compartmentalize your time as well, which I find helpful instead of like, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And oh my God, no, if it's scheduled, forget about it until the time slot pops up. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think a lot of us get tied up in our to-do lists and how um, enormous or scary they get. But if you've already scheduled a task, then it's it's already there and the time is as has been scheduled. It's been accounted for. So there's no more looking at a big, long list of scary things. You just have these little appointments with yourself that you, that you keep. I love that idea. I've taken, um, well, to work on the the podcast and, you know, the swim team with my hubby and coaching and all that. Yes. I I leverage my vacation days. So, and, and in 2020, it's been particularly, um, meaningful, I guess, because we haven't really been able to travel or, you know, go places. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, if I take a couple of vacation days a month to just work on the swim team or just work on my show, I feel like I'm using that time. That's mine anyway. And and I'm getting paid for it, but I, instead of, you know, going to the beach for the weekend or going to Las Vegas, I'm, I'm working on those things. So when people talk about like, Oh, I don't have time to start a small business. I'm like, well, how much vacation do you have every year? And are you always traveling? Cause most Americans, I'm not going to say most, but a good number of Americans don't take the time that they're given. And if we just pulled, you know, a half a day here and there to take care of those things. It would, uh, and we could still take other vacation to, to go to Vegas and other and places and, yeah, yeah. And, and play. Exactly. So, um, I know that's one of my, that's one of my tips that I share in terms of, um, 
you know, model or uh, balancing a, a day job with, um, with a couple small businesses. And that Chris, this is so important what you're saying, because I, you know, I think more and more, right. Especially with the younger kids graduating, they'll get a job and they all have some kind of a side hustle. And I love that because I think, wow, that's really their passion. The job might be a means to an end, right. Benefits and what have you. But I think, wow, that's so brilliant. And then what they do, they manage their time because then at night, instead of getting on social media, right. Mm -hmm. Which can suck up so much time. Oh yeah. You have to, you, you start working on your side hustle. So that's another one. If you are unsure, like you think, Oh, at the end of the day, I have no time. Really, really what I recommend is do it for a week, write down. And if you're at your job nine to five during the day, you're working. Okay. But at night, what are you doing at night? And really look at what can you eliminate? Mm -hmm. See how much time you're watching TV. And the other one is how much time are you in social media at the end of the day? Because sometimes if it's an hour, do five minutes. Of, I'm not saying eliminate it, do five right. minutes of social media. And then the rest of the time, what do you need to get done to move that side hustle forward? Yeah, absolutely. So to folks that want to do what you did, um, they, they're, they're in a position in their career where they think like, I'm going to be serving myself best if I start my own business. So how would you recommend somebody get started? Okay. So a couple of things. <laughs> Make sure you have money in the bank so that (laughs) you don't starve, right? So don't think, oh, I'm passionate. I'm going to make a million dollars. It's a lot to get a business started. So first recommendation, like I had my business plan written five years before, and I was working full-time for a company. I didn't didn't think I was ever going to open this, you know, this company, but I thought, you know what, let me write my business plan. So if the opportunity presents, I'm already, I already have a leg up, right, of what to do. And I started researching, you know, an LLC versus an S Corp versus a C Corp. So do all of that kind of stuff in advance when you start thinking about what you want to do, but I would get all that laid, laid out, make sure you have a little nest egg of money. God forbid you do make not, if you don't make any money, um, you know, and and try to have at least six months. I think it takes at least six months to get one client to pay your portion of the bills typically. That would be my first recommendation. Make sure you have a plan. It's written out. Make sure the, uh, that you have the money you know, available. God forbid you don't make any money for six months or nine months. And yeah. the third one is who's your network so that you can leverage that network to create the business. So right now, if you're thinking, oh, I'd love to open a business someday. Great. Start to build your network now. And, it, and don't think about, oh, they're not my ideal client. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Build that network because you don't know who Chris knows. You don't know who Connie knows. You don't know who Joe knows. So my, my, for my kids too, I keep saying, build your network. Who'd mm-hmm. you go to college with? All of the moms and dads, you know, that we played hockey um, that know you build your network. That's where that's where you're going to make your money or where you'd be successful because these people know you already trust you. So yeah. when you venture out on your own, you have people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll support you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it on my Facebook post for you. So you want to build that network. That's another yeah. big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And even knowing people that know somebody that knows somebody that works in an industry that you're interested in. Um, I, I've tried to, you know, remind people that they need to do that. And I, um, I had a colleague who was laid off of her, 
from her job at the community college where I work, um, the grant ended. So there was no more money for her. And she hired a headhunter and, um, the headhunter told her like, I want you to have coffee with 30 different people in 30 days and ask them about their work and ask them about, you know, what they like about their business and things like that. And when she was done, she had all these ideas of places and people that she could talk to. And she says, I totally feel like I wasted my money on that headhunter, but it, it was that 30 coffee dates in 30 days idea that just made all the difference. And now she landed at a nonprofit where she's running the show and it's, it's meaningful work for her. It's something that she never would have thought of doing before, but it's, it's been really, really helpful and she really enjoys it. So I love that story because it's just, you know, if she just thought like, I'm just going to connect with the people that I already know, um, and see if they have, you know, recommendations of people I should talk to and reach out to those people. So it's all like that six degrees of separation thing. It's um, true. And, and, it's, and so Chris, it's, it's impressive. It's funny because on Adam, right. That's how you and I met. Yeah, and we exactly. hit it off. It was a group call and yeah. we hit it off. And in the chat, Chris is like, we need to talk. I'm like, you need to be on my show. She's like, you yeah. need to be on my show. <laughs> yeah, in the exactly. chat while this group coaching thing was going on. Yeah. Loved each other's energy. Loved how you articulated your ideas. Boom. We, we recorded that she lost, by the way, people. Uh, <laughs> it did, it's true, it's true. <laughs> totally messing with you, Chris. But we were like, all right, we'll record both shows on one day, all about efficiency. It was through a group coaching call. Otherwise, yeah. never would have met Chris. Yeah. We never would have been doing shows together and sharing our genius with our listeners, you know, both That's on so true. Side and my side. So just talk to people. And I don't know about you, even my introverts, that if you, you introverted people out there, it's fun to talk to people. You don't have to mm -hmm. be high pressure. Just, hey, what's going on in your life? Be interested in others. Yeah. And you can't believe the magic that happens. It's the coolest thing to unfold. It's so true. And you know, that introvert thing, um, I'm in another Facebook group with a coach that's, uh, that identifies as an introvert. And it's really just about how you process your information. It's not mm -hmm. so much like, because I, I've, I used to on Myers-Briggs, I was extrovert, like off the scale, but the older I get, I'm leaning more into the introversion thing. And it's not because I don't like to talk to people. It's because I want to process my information more to myself than with a group of other people. But it, you know, it doesn't, change my ability to go into a room and start up a conversation with somebody. I'm just going to be more selective on who I talk to. And I'm more comfortable if I'm going to an event where I know I already know somebody. So Adam's calls are really easy to jump on because I already know him and I know that it's a safe place. So then when I get to connect with other people like yourself, it's like, oh, this is so great. I just made three new friends today and the network increases. So just exactly right. the Adam's little setup alone got me on more shows in six months than I got on in two years. Um, and that crazy. Yeah. It totally, it totally works. Absolutely. And, and it's cool because meeting Adam and I hired Michael Neely with shout out to Michael and, and Adam Shibley and Michael Neely. Um, they're the best, right? So yeah, I'm Michael's part of, awesome. he's awesome too. And so he's my business coach helping me strategically think about oh, because, awesome. Oh, by the way, I'm a business coach, right? Yeah, we all have a blind spot. So I hired him to help me with my pillars of authority is what he talks about. And Adam yeah. is all about the podcast. So I'm part of the pod pals and his membership because he's teaching me things about podcasting. And I've been podcasting seven years, Chris. I'm like, holy crap, I don't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> because when you don't know, you don't know what to ask. Yeah. So when you surround yourself with these other brilliant people who, by the way, I think are awesome human beings as well. Absolutely. Same kind of people like me to the table, like you just said. Yeah. So, 
hire the right people as well. Be part of the right groups so that you really do find your people. And that's another recommendation. And that will help you um, catapult your business side hustle, whatever. And I just launched a second podcast. Um, you right did. before I did because Adam and Michael talked me into it because yes, I'm not busy enough, everybody. Like, no, you need to do two. I'm like, okay, I'll do two. Anyway, I got ranked in the top 66 of new podcasts under marketing with Adam and Michael's help. Yes. So wow. we did this whole launch thing. I didn't know how to do that. They taught me, they were part of my launch team and, you know, bing, bang, boom, you know, t- 66 ranking. I thought that was pretty good. So again, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. I love that. So what's the name of your new show? My new show is the heart centered sales leader. Oh, that is the new show. What was the the previous show? show? My other show for seven years I've been doing is enlightenment of change. It's more about um, personal and business. So we have to be healthy, mind, body, spirit. So that's my woo woo side, you know, but I'm all business. So my woo woo is like, all right, cool. Let's, let's parlay. Right. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So we're about to embark on another year. Thank God. Um, And as people start to think about what 2021 one will, will mean for them. They think about what they want to accomplish their goals. Um, what tips, uh, do you have on how people can be more productive in this new, new year? And I guess a new decade too, right? Cause the, yeah. the teens now have ended and we're going into the twenties. So, yes. oh my God, that that's cool? crazy. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So first thing I think people need to really, and, and this takes time and effort guys. I'm not saying this is all easy peasy. It is, but you do have to put the time aside. So number one, really think about what are your values and who you're working with or the company you're working with. Does it still resonate with you from a value standpoint? And if you're absolutely freaking miserable to make this the year to say, I'm not, you you can't, we guys, we have bills to pay. You can't just up and quit and say up yours. I don't like working here anymore. Right. Come up with your plan. Your plan. Is there yep. a business? Do you want to go somewhere else? Your example with the 30 cups of coffee in 30 days. Yeah. Network, 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 and really figure out where do I want to be in this next decade? And it starts with, you know, January 1st. So yep. that would be the first thing. What are your values and where you're working or your business? Are they still a match? If not, really evaluate where do you want to yeah. go? I love um, that. Yeah. Second thing I would do is schedule, 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 <laughs> create that Google calendar, whatever calendar that you use and start to block out times for if it's a side hustle <clears throat> at night, Monday nights, I'm not going to watch TV after work. I'm going to have a healthy dinner and then I'm going to spend two hours on my business. You do that four times a month. That's eight hours at the end of 12 months. That's, you know, 96 hours. So just schedule, schedule, schedule is my biggest um, one to, to work on. Um, And if I had to pick one more thing, um, save, look at your budget. That would be the other one. January is always a good time to do that. See where you can, you know, call your cable company. Are you using all the channels? Maybe you can save 20 bucks a month. How can you put that 20 bucks towards your, you know, potential business? And then, you know, look at your Verizon or your cell phone, another 20 bucks, keep your budget the same, take that money and put it into savings. So you start to build up that, nest egg for you to open your business. So they would be the three, but a budget's always good to look at the first yeah. of the year. Network, schedule, and budget. Budget. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay. And, and values. Reevaluate and values. your values. Right. Right. 
That's fantastic. Connie, where can everybody find you if they want to listen to your shows or hire you or learn all about the coolness that is Connie yeah. Whitman? Oh, thank you so much, Chris. So <laughs> my the easiest way is go to my website, which is Whitman Associates. So it's W-H-I-T-M-A-N-A-S-S-O-C.com. Awesome. I have a resource page. I have a ton of free things. I have a free, you were talking about Myers-Briggs. My yeah. partner and I have a second business with a partner and she and I created our own communication style assessment. It's easy peasy fun. It tells you your superpowers. It tells you your blind spots and they're really cool names. Like, are you a heartfelt um, advocate? Are you a stimulating motivator? And they're nice names. I'm not an EINJ. What does that mean? (laughs) So we gave labels that whether you read the little report that you get or not, you're like, I know I'm a heartfelt advocate. I love it. Right. You, you can embrace um, who you are because we all that. have superpowers. So that's all on my website and my show. If you go to Apple podcast, um, heart centered sales leader, and the other one is enlightenment of change. If you want to get your woo on, um, yeah. enlightenment of change, it's all about change things that, you know, 2020, I had a million guests from around the world because change was like, everybody Dang. was talking yeah. about change. So they're my two uh, podcasts. I'd love for you to listen and subscribe and rate and review and all that kind of cool stuff. Yes, please do all of those things when you check out Connie's show. And I'm gonna go take love that it. quiz because I love yeah. I love quizzes anyway. And I'm all mm-hmm. about assessments, but if I mm-hmm. felt there's a new one, I've got to go do it. Yeah. So awesome. Thank you for carving time to come back and talk to me for the, the recording I will not lose. And we will get <laughs> that up pronto. Um, and we have been talking to the amazing, fantastic, exciting Connie Whitman of Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. Yes. Yeah. I got yes, it. Yes, right. you got it. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Chris. And you guys, I hope that you got value out of our uh, Chris and my conversation today. Fantastic. Happy New Year, Connie. Happy and New Year. Happy New Year, everybody else. And we'll see you soon. Thanks so much.